Welcome to this podcast, recorded live at the Junction Church, Aberdeen. We pray this message inspires and encourages you. For more information, you can connect with us at www.thejunctionchurch.com. Introduction, if I haven't met you before, um, I know most of you looking around. And uh, myself and my wife Katrina took our uh, two children, three, three children, um, up to Thursday, almost nine years to the day. Um, <laughs> freaky, isn't it? And, uh, and we're doing great up there. Um, Eva is just two weeks away from going to uni, and um, she was nine when we left. Eight, nine, something like that. And the twins are now in their second year of high school. So um, time marches on. And uh, we have had, uh, in the last three months, we, uh, ten weeks ago or something like that, we moved into our, our, our very first church building. And um, we just, on Monday, we laid carpet, which... I've never been so excited about carpet in my entire life. Uh, we've been just a, such a, a wonderful time. And um, uh, so I wanted to share a, a verse, a couple of verses with you. If you could put that, uh, that first um, ver- verse up, Philippians 4, 16 to 17, because you guys were a part of uh, what's happening up there. Um, and so uh, verse 16 um, for even in Thessalonica, you sent aid once again for my necessities. Not that I seek the gift, but I seek the fruit that abounds to your account. And I don't like to. It just happens. It's really annoying. Um, and, you know, I just want you to know that uh, we, we've been we've been working away for years, but in the last three months, there's been a real breakthrough, and you are a part of that. And what what is you know we we left and, and we went up to to get on the work with the work, but the credit for the fruit that comes out of it is not just to us. You know the you know Paul said that the fruit that abounds to your account, and because you have sowed into it uh, financially just over the last few months. Um, that generously, you really, if it wasn't for you guys, I'm not sure it would have even happened. And uh, so when a hand goes up, when, when I, when I uh, would do the appeal at the end for, for people to, to, to put their trust in Jesus Christ, when that hand goes up, then you get some of the share of the reward for that. And, um, and that, it's just up there, you know, the, the fruit that abounds to your account. And, yeah. and um, I, I want you to really, really believe that and know that that's the case. Because, because you know, a lot of, get, of honour gets given uh, to, to people like myself when, when things go well. But there's so many people who don't get recognised. And, and you are a part of it. Uh, we're, we're all part of a big team. And you know when you stand before God, you know, you are going to get rewarded for the gifts that you put in that you allowed to happen. I, I just want you to know that. And um, uh, before I start yelling at you for 20 minutes. And, <laughs> and, uh, uh, so it is so wonderful to be here. I'm, I am, every time I come back down, my appreciation for, for uh, what this church is increases. And uh, we, we have so much fun. We, you know, when I came to this church 22 years ago, 
Um, and, and I really found a place where I could fulfill the call of God on my life. I didn't know what it would be, but it was the first time I ever came to somewhere where I, where, you know, I really felt like this is it. This is where I could fulfill the call of God in my life. And it was quite tough in the early years, you know, when we had to four-hour church services. <laughs> and, um, and, and back 22 years ago, I never realized how much fun we were going to have yeah. as time went on. And, and, and the fun and the joy is just, uh, man, it, I, I didn't realize, even when I was here, what a precious thing that this church is. And I, I want you to know that as well, because you're part of something phenomenal and amazing and, and not common. You know, um, and uh, so appreciate your pastors and, and, and your leaders and appreciate what you have together and do everything you can to protect it and to, to add to it. And so um, I'm not really a, like a shouty kind of a preacher, but I, I, I asked permission to get a bit shouty today because uh, I've got a, a simple message. And when you've got a simple message, you've got to yell. Just, uh, <laughs> um, just the way it is. So, so these are the rules. Um, I, I used to be shy, and uh, but I changed. <laughs> and I used to be cynical, but I changed. And I, I used to be fearful, but I changed. And you can change. And I want to talk about about change today. That that progress is always followed by change. And and I wanted to progress, so I needed to change. Um, in, in life, you've got struggle, and then you've got progress. And, and, and it's like a cycle, struggle, progress, struggle, progress. And, and, and sometimes you have to go through the struggle of personal change to see some progress. And I want to progress. I want to move forward. Um, I have much more that I want to get done. And uh, I have much more that I want to achieve in life. I'm not where I want to be yet. I'm not, I haven't arrived. And, and, and so therefore, if, if, I wanna, if I have much to do, therefore I have much change to make. Much personal change. And, and um, I know that it's not about, for me, it's not about changing who I am as, a, as an identity. It's not about becoming someone who isn't Andrew, but it's about becoming Andrew 2.0. It's about becoming Andrew 2.0, 2.1, 3.0, whatever version of myself I've got to be yeah, yeah. to get to where I've got to go. Yeah. And, uh, and it's exciting. Yeah. And, uh, and it's challenging. And it's probably the hardest thing. And I wrote this in pencil and I can hardly read it. <laughs> <laughs> the biggest successes in the world are not people with the greatest talent. They're the people with the attitude. And, um, and, and I, love, I love driven people. I love people who are just full of beans, <laughs> full of drive. And, you know, everyone else calls them workaholics, but it's just because lazy people don't like to look at them. <laughs> I love those people. I love the workaholics. I love the driven ones. I, I love the ones who've got a vision and, and, and they're full of drive. And, 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 and it's because they've got the right attitude. And, you know, you might, you might uh, not be the, the smartest, the best looking, the most talented in your place of work and, your, and wherever it is that you've got to do your thing, but you can have the best attitude and you can be the, the most successful. That's and that's really what it boils down to. 
And, and uh, I, I just, I, I love, uh, I love inspirational stories about people who suffered and paid the price and got there because they had the attitude. They didn't have the talent, but they have the attitude. If you got the attitude, if you're willing to go through the, the struggle, you can have the progress. And, and um, I know this is probably not really on point with what you guys are kind of doing. I know you guys are call it all about Jesus just now. Oh, Jesus, come on. <laughs> The last thing you need is some Kiwi coming in and yelling at you how, how, uh, how you can change. And, and, um, that's all right. I, I get to go in a few minutes. So. <clears throat> so are you where you want to be? Are you where you want to be? And um, uh, do you, have you got ambition for more? Is there a, a call in your heart to, to achieve and to do more, more in every area of your life and more for God, or are you just content? You know what? There's nothing wrong with being content and frustrated. I'm contented, but I'm frustrated. And, and it's, it's like, a, it's, not a, it's not a contradiction, it's a paradox. Two things that, that you carry. And, and you can be grateful and greedy. I'm grateful for everything I've got, but I'm greedy for more. Not not a uh, not greedy for you know like in the worldly sense, but but greedy for progress, greedy for growth. You can you can have both. You can be grateful and greedy. You can be you can be content and frustrated, knowing that that where I am at, that where you are at, that there is more. You know there is more for your life. You know. You know, you come in here uh, and you do your thing. You go out there and you do your thing and, and, and maybe people don't notice you. But, you know, you're the kind of person who, if you make a little bit of change, that people can, people can take notice of you. People can go, there is that great man. There is that great woman. That person that comes into the room and lifts lifts everything. Here is that person with great wisdom. What is it that they have to say today? You can be that person. You don't have to just be where you're at. You can be 2.0, 3.0. And, and I want to put this out there today because God is not building a church of just, just meek and mild people. He's building a church full of great people. And, and, uh, and I don't think that when I look on the early church that, that everyone was going around just, just sort of um, being all humble. Humble people. Humility is not what we think it is. Really, the greatest people are the most humble people, the people who are willing to submit themselves to a process of change. Life is not a journey, it's a process. And, and you can submit yourself. See, journey is too passive. You know, I'm, I'm journeying through life. No, you're processing. You're getting stuffed up. You're, you're being changed. And, and you know, the, the glorious, wonderful thing about progress is not where you get to, it's who you become. And God wants to do something in your life. And, and if you're feeling like content and frustrated, if you're feeling grateful and greedy, then I respectfully suggest to you today that you need to change. Like I do, you need to change as well. And uh, I hope that you're uh, sitting there agreeing with me. And, and, um, and, and uh, you know, I know that most people have a hunger in their heart to change, to be better, to, to, to like, you know what, I'm, I'm happy, but... I, I feel like I, I could be more. I feel like, I, 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 you know, I feel like there's more. I feel like there's more. And so God, God has uh, such, he's given us such great tools to change. And, and God isn't, he isn't limited. 
You know, this is the amazing thing about God. He just goes on and on. He, he's eternal, so he's not limited by time. God is, you know, I, I, I was speaking to, um, a, 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 what's your name again? Uh, Tucky, who built the thing there, and it's got the infinity sign there. And um, I just think it's such a great thing because it's, it's uh, symbolic of, of eternity. It's symbolic of just, like, limitless. There's a film called Limitless, isn't there, I saw in your DVD collection. And and, and I'm drawn to that idea that we are not limited. I'm drawn to that idea of breaking limits and breaking through ceilings. And and God is not limited. And there's there's this this nature of God that that we're so drawn to. He's all-knowing. So He's not limited by lack of knowledge. All that there is to know, He knows it. He's limitless in his knowledge. And he's limitless in his power. He's got all the power. We've just got some power, some ability. But God has got all the power. He's limitless. His nature is limitless. This is who he is, the limitless God. And we are made in his image. And there's something about us that craves for that limitless, eternal, all-powerful, all-knowing God. And there's something about him reflected in us. And, and a desire in us to break limits and, 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 and something in us that wants to be bigger. Yeah. Something, you know, someone, someone once said, we are hardwired for increase. Yeah. Something in us wants, wants more. And uh, if you turn in your Bibles to uh, Matthew nineteen twenty six, and uh, we don't have to, you can just look up there. That's the way we roll these days, isn't it? I feel like a bit of a fraud bringing this up, actually. <laughs> I just, I mean, I'd, all my Bible reading is done on my phone these days. I don't, I mean, it's so cool to hear all the versions. And I don't, I mean, I literally haven't opened this since last time I was here. <laughs> there you go. Confess your sin amongst the brethren. Hey. So Matthew 19.26 says this. But Jesus looked at them and said to them, With man this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. And, and so the, the context of this is the story of the rich young ruler. And the rich young w- ruler, a young wealthy man, who, who Jesus tells him to, to, to leave all his possessions, leave his uh, lifted up society, place in society and, and to humble himself and to come and to follow him. And, and, uh, and it's a hard, hard thing. And he goes off and his, his, he's sad. Because he's sad because it's so hard to pay that huge price. He has acquired such great success and he has to leave it to be a follower of Jesus and, and to, to step into the fullness of the kingdom of God. But, and so the, the disciples are like, wow, this is, um, this is a big deal. Jesus says, you know, it's harder for a rich man to get into heaven than it is uh, for a camel to go through the eye of the needle. And, and so the, the disciples are all like, man, this is, uh, this is really, really hard. How, how can anyone do it? And, and, and Jesus says this, but with man this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. So really what he is saying is in the context of personal change. You know, this is not a, a, a verse that we can just take and say, with God all things are possible and just apply it to any situation. This is specifically about personal change. 
what Jesus is saying is with God you can change. Yeah. You can change. And, and the context is materialism and, and a limit. This guy's limited by his materialism. And, and, uh, but, but we can have freedom and, and, and specific internal change that God can empower. So you can change. You can change. You can change. And so there's two change agents that God has given us that I want to share with you this morning because change is easy to say, but it's not always easy to do. So let's turn to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 23. Again, don't turn there. Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely and may your whole spirit, soul and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, so what I want to look at here is how we've been made spirit, soul, and body. Now, I have been look, looking at um, and trying to work out what the soul is for over 20 years, and I still don't know. I've, I've honestly, it's, um, it's, it's a mystery to me. I've, I've looked at all the Greek, and, 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 and it's like, and you know, the more people talk about it, the less I know what it actually is. <laughs> It's, it's, and, uh, but, you know, if it gets boiled down to, a, to a, like a common sort of a cliche, we say that our soul is our mind, our will, and our emotions. And God has given each person a soul. Um, and it's a common grace. So in other words, if you're, if you're a human, you've got a soul. And he's given it to all people. It's a common grace is God's gift to all of humanity. And so you have, uh, have got uh, a soul, so you've got mind, will, and emotions. And, and uh, God has given you that. So if you've got will... Now, let's think about God, whose image we've been made in. God has his will. There is the will of God, and one day God's will will completely come to pass. And the interesting thing about God's will is that all the bad stuff that happens, or that we question God about, God, if, if your will's going to come to pass, how come you allow these bad things? When it comes to the end of the day and it's all wrapped up, things will be better because of those bad things. And, and it's, like, um, it's like it's hard to get our minds around while, while we're in here and, and on, in this life, but God's will will come to pass. And I think to myself, if God has a will, if God has a plan, if God has a will, and He has all the power, He's all powerful, then what will power He has? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and, and I think to myself, willpower. We've been made in His image, and we've been given a will. Yeah. And we've been given some power, yeah. so therefore we have been given willpower. Yeah. It's part of our soul. Yeah. And you can will yourself into change. You can, you can will yourself into change. It's like a muscle that grows with use. And, and this is why I'm so rubbish at counselling. I probably have counselled some people in this room. It was an administrative error. For which I apologise. Um... Because people genuinely need help and I just go, you can change. I just find this concept that you can change so exciting. It doesn't matter if you're broke because you can change. It doesn't matter if you're overweight because you can change. 
It doesn't matter if you've got no social confidence. You can change. You know, I've been through loads of change and I'm going to go through loads more. You can will yourself into change. It's a God-given gift. And sometimes we we don't like to use our willpower as as charismatic Christians because we feel like it's, it's self. You know, it's from the self. But no, it's a gift from God. Yeah. It's still God. Yeah. It's, like, it's like God gives the tools yeah. to the workman, work person, <laughs> and the work persons down here are saying, God, use the tools. And God's down there going, I've given you the tools. Just, just will yourself into 2.0. Just use that willpower that you've got and, and you can change and you can progress. And it's still God when that happens. And so, the, so we have uh, a change agent of willpower. And, this, and I just wanted to share that today because do you know what? Um, it's underutilized <laughs> by all of humanity, <laughs> willpower. And, um, and I, as we were worshipping there, I just saw... Um, I just saw like a padlock and, and I saw that God had given me the key to unlock the padlock. And it's like, it's like locked up within you is, is tremendous power that God has put in there. Tremendous willpower. And it's like if you just take this knowledge that you can change, that you can will yourself into a better version of yourself, it unlocks this willpower that God has for you to use. And uh, I mean, it's a fruit of the spirit of self-control. You know, it's 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 so within with within God's word, and uh, but but it's not spiritual enough for us sometimes, and so so we kind of ignore it. But you can change, you can will yourself into change. And uh, I've got one minute before everyone starts going off to um, put their cars, uh, you know, tickets on their cars. So, um, we okay? Are we seriously? Uh, Okay. So uh, the second one is this: Romans chapter six, verses six and seven. A second change agent. There's probably loads more, but I only know two. <laughs> if, uh, so Romans 6, 6 to 7. Don't make me look it up. <laughs> you can put that up there. Okay, I will look it up. Can anyone remember where Romans is? You just enter it into your search bar. There it comes. Oh, here we go, here we go. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Knowing this, that our old man was crucified with him and that the body of sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves of sin. And verse 7, for he who has died has been freed from sin. And uh, so, so the second um, change agent is that Jesus has broken the power of sin in our life. And, and so this is, the first one was saving grace, that given to all of humanity, uh, sorry, common grace given to all of humanity, and this one is saving grace. This is just for those uh, who have been born again, who put their trust in Jesus Christ for their salvation. And, and when you did that, uh, if you have done it here today, um, you, you know what the Bible says, that you are in Christ. And so when he died, um, the, he, you were in his death. And when he resurrected, you were in his resurrection. Yeah. And, and uh, it may be something that's a, a difficult kind of concept. But, but um, when, when Jesus died on the cross, he, pay, he took the penalty for our sin upon himself. Yeah. And, uh, 
And so the punishment that was due to us, which is, is hell, eternity separated from God, receiving punishment for the, for, the, for the sins that we have done in this life, that is taken away from us. Um, and, uh, and Jesus received that punishment on himself. Also, the power of sin in our lives was broken. When Jesus rose from the dead, he broke the power of sin in himself. And we are in him. Yeah. We've been placed in him. And so, and so this, this, we have a power that is greater than the power of sin. Yeah. And it's in us. And change is often a sin issue. We, you, know, you know, often we are battling against a sin issue. Not always, you know, but sometimes. Often it's a sin issue. And, and so we have... We have this tremendous gift given to us uh, through faith in Jesus Christ is how we receive it and the power of sin is broken in our life. Now the first gift, the first change agent, we activate by willpower. The second one we activate by faith. You know, you're, you're struggling in your life to, to, to live how God's commanded and so what happens is you try to will yourself into breaking the sin. Don't will yourself into doing that. Do, you know, put your faith in Romans 6, 6, and yeah. Romans 6, 7, that this stuff is dead to me. Yeah. And the more, and so, so change is, a, is, is a, a matter of bringing these things, two things together. That's how I see it. And so you do both together. And, and probably a lot of us, uh, charismatic Pentecostal Christians have been guilty of saying, God, change me, God, change me. And he's just like, change yourself. And, and what I've found is this, when someone becomes a Christian, often, really, really often, supernaturally, things just slip away, sinful things just slip away from their life. And it's absolutely wonderful. But God doesn't take everything away. He leaves some of that change up to us to, to exercise our, our, our will in. And, and, um, and so, to, so to do both together. So I, I just wanted to share that really simple message with you at just a slightly higher volume level than I normally would because <laughs> it's pretty simple. Just don't be passive. And you're waiting on God. Don't be passive. And your hunger for, um, for Him, not just for what He can do, but for Him, for who He is. Don't be passive. Don't, 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 you know, wait on God, but keep working. Yeah. Um, because, you know, this world needs you at your best. This world needs a better version of you. You know, like, I just, I have had to break through so many obstacles. Uh, I've had to change and, and uh, to become the person that finds those who do not believe and to share the gospel with them and see some of them become Christians. And it's like, it's like that is the, the passion in my heart, but it doesn't just happen because I've got the passion. I have to change, and 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 it's such a privilege. But but now that we're doing a little bit, I need to change so that we can do it more. <laughs> For years and years, me and Katrina were just we would do church, and man, there was just no fruit, <laughs> and it was like doesn't matter. Never, I never had a, da- a bad day. Never had a down day. Never, never got discouraged. I never took my eye off the vision, but it got monotonous. And then, then, then we, we had a breakthrough. And then, you know, like after years of no one getting saved, someone puts up their hand. Well, we're emotional wrecks. <laughs> we're like, um, I just, it's like, 
a sort of happiness and relief that is so powerful, I, my physical body can't handle it. And, and it's like almost going crazy. And then, then I see, see there's a, a pastor in America called Steve Kelly. And he, he does these um, outreaches in his church, like, like Super Bowl Sunday and all of that. And like a hundred guys get saved. And I'm like, I would physically die. <laughs> I cannot, I can barely handle one without going mental. How can you handle a hundred? And like often... And it's because he's changed. Yeah. He's been through the process. And I realize, you know what? I need to go through the process where, I, where I'm expecting two, where I'm expecting five. And, and uh, wherever you're at, whatever area of your life, you can be greater. You can lift the limits. We're, we're not limitless like God, but, but we, we can be drawn towards him and, and become more like him in that way and, and push those boundaries out. You know, the world needs you at your best. The, the world needs a, a 2.0 version of you and a 3.0 version of you. And you are such a blessing. Don't, don't be too, you know, humble. You, you be, be who you're called to be. Challenge yourself to change and to, and to be able to bring the service and the, and the life that, that, uh, that you're called to bring. Um, you're, you're a great, you're, you know, God has, has put you in this world as a blessing. Be as much of a blessing as you can be. Um, just as I, as I finish, I, I don't know everyone here. I don't know um, if you have received Jesus Christ as your Savior. If you've made that decision, maybe, uh, maybe you have in your life and maybe, uh, maybe you're not sure. And, and uh, maybe uh, you, you, you feel like, you know, at one point I, I made that connection with God and I thought I was a Christian, now I'm not so sure. Or maybe I've spent some time away and, um, you know, I, I've, uh, I've, I've, I, I need to come back to God. Yeah. And I just want to give you that opportunity now. You know that, that the power of sin can be broken in your life through what Jesus Christ did on the cross. You can be transferred from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of life. You're, you're, you can spend eternity in heaven and not eternity in, in punishment uh, for the things that you've done. I just want to give you that opportunity now, just as we finish. If everyone could close their eyes and bow their heads, just to give every single person here uh, a private space where they can respond to, to the appeal that, that we're now going to give. You know, God is, He wants to be in relationship with you. He wants the best for you more than even you, the good that you want for yourself. And there's maybe someone here today who hasn't yet given their life to Jesus Christ, hasn't yet put their trust in God. And I just want to give you that opportunity today, if you've never done that before, or if you're coming back after a long time, to, to do that. So I'm, what I'm going to do is, is just ask you, as you're, as you're silently there and as you're praying with everyone's eyes are closed, if today is the day that you're saying, you know what, I give my life to God. I put my trust in him for the very first time. Just I want, to, I want you to raise your hand just as a sign that between me and you that, that you know I'm making this decision today. Thanks for joining with us. For more information about events, service times, and how to connect with us, visit www.thejunctionchurch.com.